I want to be that person who tell those young souls that the things that they should hear instead of attacking who they want to be. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season Three, Episode One. This is your host Amy. First of all, Happy Chinese New Year! I know, surprise, surprise, here we are, first episode of Season Three. This time, I didn't announce there will be a Season Three, but here we are. So, I just want to give a little preview of what Season Three will be about. Season Three will be full of my personal stories, so I will. Be very vulnerable, sharing all my stories with you, and the stories are going to be about identity, about people, and about love. So I will be talking about important people in my life and those who had made huge impacts in my stories. And I'm not sure how everything will work out, but stay with me. I promise each story will be unique and interesting. So lately, I reflected back on myself. And on the process and behind the scenes of how I make Midnight O2 podcast, as well as my writing career and everything in life in general, and I have some things that I want to share with you. But I'd like to give a flashback on what our season one and season two were about, just in case if you're a new audience. Hi again, I'm Amy Shenchu, and I'm a writer. I'm a poet. So season one was about people and those who chase passions in life. I got to talk to different people who do different things, from acting, photography, and music. And season two was about finding new meanings in the life during the pandemic. I know we're still here, 2021, and the world is still in its crisis, but everything is getting better. I believe, and I like to believe it. Therefore, I really want to start a new season. Just focusing on the stories and who made the Amy today, and a lot of it had to do with my memories and my inspiration behind my writings. Therefore, I would like to be transparent, honest with you. I feel quite naked deciding on this theme for the season three, but I want to give it a try. So here we are. At the very first episode, this episode's name, as you saw, is called Storyteller. That's how I identify myself. And the other day, I went shopping with my family, and of course, we were wearing masks the entire time. I saw this store; it was really cute. The shop owner made a lot of handmade leather wallets and card holders. So I bought one for myself, and I asked the shop owner to write my name on it. So I wrote A H C on it, which stands for Amy Shenchu. On the other side of the card holder, I asked if he could write storyteller, and he was Taiwanese. So he looked at me and said, "Oh, what does this mean? Is this a word? Is this a is this a name?" And I said, "No, that's how I identify myself as a storyteller. It means someone who tells stories." And I said that in Mandarin, and he was like, "Oh, okay, that is really cool. This is a long word." So he wrote "storyteller" on my card holder for me, in which I thought was really, really special and nice, and it meant a lot to me. 
So that's how I identify myself with the word storyteller. I relate to this word much more than other words. For example, like author, writer. I mean, I am, but I just like to be referred as someone who tells stories in a unique way. Okay, so I for those who follow my Instagram, you probably saw it on my story a while ago. I posted it, and you know, I just wanted to let you know that I love stories and I won't stop. Telling stories, and here's another update. Here's another update. I have been working with my publisher, the New Degree Press. I went through the final preview of my audiobook, and I decided five minutes of my retail sample. So what that means is, I listened through my entire recording. I l- recorded every single line of my poetry myself, and I picked five minutes out of my books. And I gave them the time frames, and they could put it together to make it like a sample file for those who've never read my poetry. So I published my book a while ago. We took another year to make this audiobook, and I hope you'll like it. And definitely, I will keep you updated with all the information I have on audiobook. I will share them on my Instagram. So you haven't. So if you haven't followed me yet. My Instagram account is a h c p o e t r y a h c poetry, and I'm planning to do more with that account. Also, I'd like to tell you that I'm on Clubhouse. This is an app that I've been monitoring and still planning and thinking about doing different contents with other digital media creators on it and other writers. But so far, you could follow me on there. It's the same account, a h c poetry. You could easily find me there. I haven't been doing much with that app yet because I believe it's important to be organized before I do something like content-based with other creators. So, behind all these, how did I start everything? I met a lot of new friends, new people this year and last year. I told them that I do writing. I love writing. Writing is what defines me. And for those who follow my poetry and my podcasts, you know this by heart. The Amy you know is someone who loves writing. It is really hard for my friends and family to accept at times. So, I really like to keep this up. I like to keep this up as I produce more and more episodes. As well as my writing and poetry, and you know what I learned lately was that it takes a long time to transfer an idea through writing, especially written characters. Relatively, it would have been easier if it were like a video or audio. Those transfer way faster than the medium of writing. And I understand that, but I also appreciate how it takes time to understand one's writing. It takes time to fully adapt, to fully understand one segment, one poetry, one poem, one line, one word. Sometimes a lot of people think poetry is easy, or poetry doesn't consist as much as a r- novel would consist. But I think it's not true. It's definitely not true because sometimes a writer, a poet, would need a lot of time, a long time, to focus on that one single poem, 
even though it could have been five lines, seven lines, and you never know how much time it takes for a writer to come up with those. Just because it's short doesn't mean that it doesn't take a lot of time. I just wanted to bring that up, but I love what I do, and I think I want to be very proud of myself for doing it. Also, the other story I wanted to share is that I was organizing my files and homework and notebooks from a while ago. So back in elementary school, back in middle school and high school. For those who know me in person, you know that middle school and high school were a hard time for me. I was having language barriers and I had different types of problems dealing with my feelings, emotions, and relationships. But here I am, and but the other day, I am proud of myself, and I like who I am right now. However, when I saw all the things that I wrote during that dark period of my time, I kind of broke down a little bit. But I wanted to share something with you that I wrote on little cards when I was sixteen, seventeen. I saw my old handwriting, and I just couldn't help it, but. I was just imagining what did I go through, and I felt that exact moment. Okay, I will read what I wrote to you. So this is what I wrote on a note card I had back then. I wrote the jobs with higher salaries will not give you a better future. Salaries shouldn't be the main reason for you to find a job. And in fact, a job you actually love will bring a longer happiness to a job that you dislike. It sounds really plain. Now that I'm reading it, but I believe in it. You know, that's who I was, and I still who I am. And I went on writing about. Overall, it's important for you to follow your dreams and heart to give yourself a better life. And I also wrote, even though reality is cruel, but dreams are important. You're the one who control your fate, life, and job. And I was like. Wow, that does sound really naive, but at the same time, really sad for the fifteen-year-old me. Had to remind herself that choose what your heart tells you instead of what other people were telling me. So when I was fifteen, sixteen, my parents, teachers, counselors, everybody was telling me, "Amy, you gotta do this, so you'll earn mo- more money. You're gonna, you're going to be a better person if you have more money and if you go to a good school." Everything, blah blah blah, and I had to physically write everything down to record how my heart felt during all those times, because let's be real. Let's be real. How can you guarantee a happy life with all those? A lot of people think that, or they were told, or they were convinced that if you were to have like a Good grade. If you get good grades, then you get into good school, and if you get into good school, then you will find a good job. And if you find a good job, you can find like a good significant other, and then you could perhaps then have a good family, and then you'll have good babies. And I'm just like, is that necessary in life? But everybody's life is different. How can you just say that to person? How can you say that to young children that this will guarantee you this? In fact, nothing is guaranteed in life. How can you measure everything with money and salaries and reputations and social statuses? 
I was very mad when I wrote this. I remember because everybody was telling me what to do, but I was fifteen. I was sixteen. You know, how could you say all those things to me? Say how I'm going to be and who I'm going to be in the next twenty years. And okay, I went on writing about why because most of your parents are telling you good future. Plus, a lot of money will bring you everything you want in life. But now that I'm all kind of grown up, kind of, I saw a lot of people they feel so sad, so depressed with a lot of money, with a lot of high statuses, income, everything that they want in life. They feel so empty, but they're not willing to admit it because that's the life everybody has been telling them. This is success. This is what success should looks should look like, and you're lonely because you already have everything. They're trying to make sense out of it. I'm not saying money is not important. Of course it is. You have to pay your bills. That's the reality too. But find a real balance in between that is something that I've been working on, and I think it's so important for everybody to work on. So, I ended up telling myself, take a reasonable risk. Take a risk sometimes in life. But don't bet on everything. You still need to have backup plans and put your put your dream up there. Remember your dream. Know your dream. Know yourself. But break it down into different details and different goals. So it's easier for you to do the smaller goals and then reach the bigger goal in the end. That's what I tell myself. For example, I knew that I wanted to write a book when I was eight. Basically, I was trying to. Take little sheets or notebooks, whatever, and I wrote in broken words in Mandarin, trying to record down my feelings as a really young kid. And I know for sure that one day, I'm going to walk into a bookstore and I'm going to see my book on the list. I want to see my book up there, and it's not for reputation or something, because I knew when I was a kid I want to leave something for the world. I want to. Put my existence out there in form for this world to remember when I'm away, and I know I had that thought when I was a kid. Therefore, I thought writing is a way to record everything and record the memories and to record the things that I have to say to this world and to a lot of younger children. Therefore, I started writing poetry, writing short novels, different articles. So that's how I started, and I know for sure that I'm going to have my own book since I was a young kid. And then I try to break that goal down into okay, I think I need to practice my writing. I need to keep writing. I shouldn't give up. I shouldn't care about what other people say, in terms of the path of writing, path of being a writer. And then ten years later, fifteen years later, twenty years later, things change, and here I am. I have my own book, and I will have my next one for sure. I'm glad to become who I am today. This is just an example, but I know everybody has different paths, and this is exactly what I wrote on my recent post. On my recent post on Instagram, I wrote about five tips for young writers. Number one is to keep writing, don't question, and never apologize for what you love. The reason I say that is because 
when I was in middle school and high school, people were like, "Amy, what are you going to do when you graduate from high school and later on going to college? What's your career going to look like?" People were already talking about it, and my classmates were saying they're going to be accountants, lawyers, and doctors. And me back then was like, "Oh, I want to have my own book," but I was I felt shy and embarrassed to say that. And then I remember someone in my class said to me, she was laughing. She was said, she was laughing, and she said, like, "What are you gonna do with a book? <laughs> you're gonna end up on the street, and you're gonna be broke. What? Why do you even want to write a book?" She said that, and I remember how other classmates just laughed with her. You know, they were just laughing. And then back then, I was fifteen, sixteen. I felt extremely painful. Because I wasn't, I wasn't able to confirm. I wasn't able to protect what I wanted. And looking back, now I'm 24. I want to protect that. I wish I could go back and tell the 15-year-old Amy, like, don't care about what they say. Why do you even need to explain to them? Just do your thing, you know. So never apologize for what you love. And second tip I wrote for young writers out there is to submit your work to as many places as possible. So I was very shy to share my writing with other people because, of course, you feel naked when you try to write something that is so real, so true out of your heart, your feelings, your daily life. But I like to tell you that you should submit your work to as many places as possible. You can have different feedbacks and then decide what feedbacks to keep. It's important to share your writing with your friends, classmates, and communities. And number three, I would tell young writers that you can go ahead and tell your friends, family, people, society that you're going to be a writer and be proud of yourself for saying that. I wish I was more proud of myself for saying that I love writing. But compared to people who wanted to do engineer, business, doctor, medical school, I felt really weak. But I understand now that the society needs humanities. They need people like us who love writing arts, humanities, dance, and everything. So, tell them you're going to be a writer, and be proud of yourself for saying that. Number four, stay true to what you write. I just want to tell you. I've learned the power in language, as well the power, as well as the power in written words. So stay true to what you write. Don't write just to impress someone, and never use writing to hurt anyone. Never use words, verbal words, or written words to hurt anybody you love, because it stays. Some writing just stay with you, and some words and everything they stuck with you for the rest of your life. It could be a good thing and a bad thing, and that's the power of writing and storytelling. That's the power in the storytelling and writing. And number five, create, write, tell a story, and don't seek others' approval. You can create a world within your world that is amazing itself, and that thing to me is writing. So if you're a young writer, I'd like to support you, and feel free to share a story with me. I just wanted to bring those five tips up as I talk about the role as a storyteller. You know, I wrote in my book Reborn that a lot of things make sense and a lot of things don't. 
sometimes they don't resolve well a lot of feelings, emotions, and leftover people stories. They're there, but the things that don't make sense, the things that don't get resolved, is the reason why I'm here to tell my stories. And that's how I became storyteller, and how everything is so important to me. And one day, I want to stand up there and be a public speaker, tell everybody the things that I wish I heard when I was 15. I want to be that person who tell those young souls that the things that they should hear instead of people attacking who they want to be. Therefore, back to the card that I wrote when I was 15. I also wrote: If you choose a job that you hate. Then your clients will have a hard time understanding, and your your clients will have a hard time working with you, and it will definitely bring a lot more negative feelings and emotions into your life and your clients' life, and in general, long term wise, that will hurt the society in a bad cycle, and the cycle will continue because people will feel it, and guess what? I've learned through the past several years that. Negative feelings and negative emotions, they transfer much faster than happy emotions. Therefore, I want to bring a lot of my energy here, and I want to share a lot of my stories with you. You could just hear it by. You don't have to remember everything, but if you really can't remember everything I said, just remember. Take a reasonable risk for yourself and do this for yourself. You owe this to yourself. My writing style is actually quite different in between Mandarin and in English. So I was writing and thinking about something in Mandarin the other day. I said I'd like to make another wish this year. I'm a greedy person. I know. I want to be able to work with myself peacefully. And my friend was asking me, "What does that mean? Work with yourself and live with yourself peacefully." And I said, "I wish that from now on, every moment in life, I can be on my side, and I want to be able to support myself no matter what. And I'm not going to let myself hurt myself at all. I'm not gonna give permission to other people for them to hurt me anymore." My friend asked me. He said. What does hurting yourself mean? And I said, Well, when I was a little bit younger, I used to think that oh, other people's problems were my problems. Therefore, I had to resolve everyone's problems. But that's not true. I finally understand that's not true. You shouldn't be responsible for other people's feelings, emotions, comments, and you're not supposed to digest what doesn't belong to your body. Therefore, the scars, the disappoint, disappointments. They shouldn't be there. You shouldn't have to face all those. I know the society will judge. People judge. There are social structures, social concepts that you have to follow. But sometimes, what hurts you the most is your negative comments towards yourself, as well as the feelings and explanations that are not reasonable, and you know it. So, I hope you could forgive yourself if necessary. I hope you could forgive yourself, if you need, and talk to yourself, and work and live peacefully with yourself. And in general, I want to live peacefully with myself. This is my wish this year. So I'm working on it, and 
I like to allow myself to listen to all the criticism, the comments, the compliments. But I'm also going to allow myself to reject, to reject some of the not necessary things and feelings attacks in my life. So I want to dedicate this episode to all of you out there who work so hard to be who you are today. No matter if it's on academics or in career or in life, or when it comes to relationships, I know each and every single, I know each and every single one of you has worked so hard, and sometimes your work is not appreciated because of the social structure or how the society decides to view things. But I want to let you know that I'm proud of you. I know for sure, and. Thanks for being a kind person. That's very important, and it's really rare. I hope you can always choose kindness over anything in the world. And you know, and you know exactly that's the framing of this entire season three. I will be dedicating, I will be dedicating different episodes in the season to important people in my life, and I'm going to go and. Deep relationships, talking about the choices, decisions that I made, and a lot of things that I learned along this way. I just want to share a lot of things with you, and I'm going to be vulnerable, and I choose to be. So, stay with me, and thanks again for being here. I'm glad to be hosting this Midnight O Two, and be with you this way. So honestly, it'll really mean a lot to me if you give a comment below on the App Store, cause it can help this podcast to reach more people who are interested. And thanks again for listening to Midnight O Two. I'm your host Amy, and I'll see you next week. Good night.